Good morning. Thank you for joining me today on Becca's World. I'm your host, Blind Becca. Today we're recording our next episode of The Blind View, and Kayla and Meg are joining me again today. How are you, ladies? Doing well. Great. Um, I know what my I want to talk about today. Today I want to talk about blind dating and blind relationships or relationship building as a blind person and different ways to go about doing that. Uh, but I know that Meg has something she would like to talk about. So let's talk about what Meg wants to talk about first. So oh. Meg, would you like to start? Sure. Um, I'm really excited about our topic today, by the way. Um, um, but what I was going to talk about was the, um, um, I've, I've had a lot on my mind this week about our reopening of our cafe and all the different things that we have to do um, and the kind of like the different way of life, which is good um, because, you know, we're going to be cleaning more and I mean, not that we weren't, but I mean, it's going to be a constant thing to think about having to do, um, you know, the, the, the temperatures of my employees every day because they, I definitely want to do that, but um, we're trying to find thermometers and how you guys are doing in that field, but it's hard to find a thermometer right now. Um, and just um, the different things that I'm going to have to do um, with them to keep them safe as well as our customers. So, so Meg, how do the guidelines work? Are there like government employees that are going to be watching restaurants and stuff to make sure all the guidelines are being followed? Or are they trusting restaurants to do the right thing? Um, I'm sure that, you know, people will be watching them and no, they're not. I mean, the government put out, um, you know, guidelines for us to follow. So um, if you've been watching the news or, you know, when we've been watching the news these past weeks, you've been seeing people that have been kind of complaining because um, they, they're not able to get the supplies that they need to be able to be open, like some of the hair uh, dressing places, um, because everything's at, like in a bidding war right now. So we haven't, I haven't really had to worry about that in the restaurant business yet, because we are in government buildings. So we're waiting for more people to get back into those. But, um, you know, I'm interested to see how that's all going to go. Um, you know, trying to find the supplies that we need and making sure and um, and we're, we're definitely studying, looking into that, too, to see what we you know, need to do, make sure we have everything we have. It's like going to camp. Make well, sure you got all your stuff. <laughs> I know a lot of places are running out of supplies because the, the, uh, the supply chain has been interrupted. You know what I mean? Not only because a lot of the products we purchase are from China and we're not purchasing from China anymore, but also because a lot of people here in America have been laid off. Like my boyfriend, he works for a company that they um, schedule truck drivers to deliver loads all over the United States. And they've been off for several weeks. So who's, who's scheduling these trucks to deliver supplies to these restaurants and stuff? The restaurants are running out of stuff. So once stuff opens up, I think a lot of people are going to be out of stuff at first until stuff starts getting delivered again, you know? I feel like that too. I feel... Um, and I'm also a little concerned about this meat crisis right now, um, you know, because everyone was getting sick in the factories. And so now, I mean, and who knows what was, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm kind of glad this all happened just because maybe people will clean up a little better. Like, you know, you hear about all these major shutdowns to do a major cleaning. It's like, well, we should be doing this like once a year, guys, like, mm -hmm. you know, spring cleaning 
and maybe it will bring better like um better working environments for people um because one of the reasons in the meat factories why they they uh shut down is because they're so close together they barely have any space to move around and work so that might have to um change a little um well we've had really high standards here in the united states when it comes to food you know um food processing care and distribution as well as medical you know medical care with the medi with medications and stuff you know so i'm sure when we move forward that we'll still have the same high standards to make sure stuff is clean and safe to eat um, but it's a matter of like each individual restaurant following the rules so that we don't have big breakouts you know and each individual company and each individual person taking responsibility for themselves you know so that everybody's carrying their loads so that it all goes well you know i was reading this article about washington um the state mm -hmm. wanting to reopen their restaurants and everything and they're gonna implement one of the things that were on their list was implementing um if people are stay are eating there they have to give their email and their phone number and they have to take keep a 30-day log of all um, all customers that have come into their restaurant and where and sat and who they sat near and all that so that they can do contact uh, tracing at, mm -hmm. if someone ends up um, being tested positive that and then like, yeah and then like using single-use um, menus and ketchup packets and stuff like that and I'm pretty sure in Megan's uh, cafe, that's pretty much, she has the big menu and you, you pretty much use individual packets and stuff already, correct? We do. So um, what we're gonna have to do instead of leaving it out for customers, which I'm okay with this actually too. Not that I'm trying to be you know stingy or anything and I wanna make sure customers have what they need, but kind of keeping a, you know, more of a, um, a, I guess like a, a watch on our sugars and things and we can make sure you know that everyone has like two or three or four sugar pack you know like we'll be able to make it up for them beforehand and I'm I'm actually okay with that um we did have a water station that customers really enjoyed um unfortunately we might have to get rid of that um but we'll have to come up with a different solution as far as you know getting customers water but um, it's an important thing, and you know, even though I know it's kind of a something else for my employees to do, it's it's something that would keep people, you know, coming and if they needed some water. So we'll have to figure out how that's going to go. Um, and then in the vending, it's kind of interesting because you know things are opening up slowly. It's kind of like you know watching some you know something reopen all over again. So it's kind of interesting. When you speak about the water that you were providing that customers really enjoyed, was it bottled water or was it like fountain water? No, I had like a little uh, water, like a kind of a jug that they could fill up and um, they like if they wanted to fill up their own water bottle or if they wanted to, like I had little like six ounce styrofoam cups. Um, but now that we think about that nowadays, it's like, oh, germs all over. So. Oh, yeah can't do that anymore and then um did you guys hear that uh the sweet tomatoes is closing down and soup and salad um none of the buffets are going to be closing down yeah i heard about that there's just 
too much germs, uh, even with the little face shields up. <laughs> There's That's just too much germs that they just can't even open. So, yeah. Bad. It's going to be a new way of life. Like, I feel bad for those restaurants. And it's really unbelievable, you guys, that our children will maybe the last Americans to ever have enjoyed a lot of those things. You know what I mean? Like uh, these, these all-you-can-eat buffet restaurants, you know? What if yeah. we're never able to get back to that again? What if we were like the last generation to have that? So here's my thought. And like, because like my, it makes me so sad to think that, um, mm -hmm. but it could be, it possibly could be, but we did have the Spanish flu. We had tuberculosis. We got through all those. And I'm sure that they were doing the mask thing too. It would probably be in our, I, I just, I feel like once a vaccine is out, things will, will kind of loosen up a little bit. But then again, you know, we need to keep in mind that, you know, we really do need to keep up our standards. Um, I, I'm really happy to hear, Becca, that, 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 you know, some people like you still think that food standards are really high. And I, I think they're a lot better than they used to be. But I think we could do better. And I think we are going to do better because of all this. Not that, you know, it, I mean, there's room for everybody to do better. And so, um, you know, this is going to be a good thing for all of us. And so we'll just see how it goes. I, I think it'll be okay. I think we're going to loosen up a little bit. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, so are we ready to talk about dating and relationships as blind women? Yes. Um, oh. One thing I did want to mention before um, we do that is uh -huh. um, I wanted to make sure that you guys remembered or were reminded about the NFBA talent show that we're going to be having. That's the National Federation of the Blind Talent Show. And um, we're getting a flyer together for it, but it's going to be an affiliate thing. It's something to bring us together. If you guys have some funny talents or, you know, anything, um, you know, um, you know, get, get your video ready and you're going to be sending it in to someone on the 30th and that, that will be on the flyer. I'm not exactly sure which person it's going to be yet. So, and it's with all the chapters and the affiliate, so it'll be fun. So this is on the state level, correct? Can yes, you tell our viewers how they take advantage of that, Meg? Yeah. So and um, all the information. Yeah. So, um, depending on what you want to do, um, you would, uh, make a video and then you would send it to um, the email address that we um, we will provide to you. I don't have the email address yet, but it's going to be someone, um, you know, on the, you know, in the state um, and that's, you know, running the talent show. And so you would send your video in, you can sing, you can uh, dance, you can, I don't know, what as long as it's appropriate, you can do whatever you want to do and send it in and and then uh there's going to be different prizes and different judges from the different chapters so i don't believe it's just going to be one person that's going to win it's you know it's going to be a lot of fun to get people involved that and sounds get, great and what is the deadline for getting your entries in it's going to be may 30th so so can you um so i I think we'll be able, you'll be able to provide the email address. And I think Brandon can put a link in the video when we post the video, right Great. guys? Yeah. And then people can take advantage of that. Thank you so much for sharing that information, Meg. 
Perfect. And then I just wanted to let you guys know too, we had our board meeting this Saturday uh, for the state of the affiliate and we're gonna have our state convention virtually too. So if you have any ideas as to um, what you'd like to do, like if you have a presentation um, that would be beneficial or you know something, if you have any ideas, that would be great to share those too. So, all right. Thank you so much, Meg. Thank you. Okay, guys. So I wanted to talk about um, relationships as blind women and just how we overcome some of the things that maybe are typical for people to struggle with, whether they're male or female, blind or sighted. Um, and I know as a blind woman going through puberty and then eventual young adulthood, and then I'm much older now, I mean, it's been kind of challenging, you know, um, figuring out how to make myself appealing to the opposite sex, you know? Um, and so, and I think, I know there was a time when I felt very uncomfortable about myself. And I think maybe a lot of people feel that way. And so I wanted to share some of the stuff I have found to overcome those feelings and see if maybe you guys have found some, some things as well to help. Um, do you guys have anything to contribute? Um, yeah, you can get started though. Just joking. Okay, <laughs> okay well, so actually, you know, um, yeah. so like there was a time when I felt like there was something wrong with me, like, like, I wasn't offering and like I didn't have whatever I didn't have anything that would make me desirable for people to want to be with and I I really feel like what I did was I, I had to realize that I did have stuff that was um, interesting to talk about you know what I mean and and I really feel like it was a matter of you know basically learning to love and respect yourself and 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 I I just really want to talk to our viewers about that because a lot of times when you're blind, it, it's not necessarily easy to find the best clothes to wear and the best hairstyle to wear because you don't know what everybody else is wearing out there. And so you can feel really self-conscious, but you know, um, I found myself that just figuring out what worked for me and being able getting to the point where i felt comfortable in my own skin was really when other people started feeling comfortable with who i was you know what i mean i definitely know what you mean becca um especially high school mm -hmm. uh, when all the other girls started doing makeup all the time and spending all these hours getting ready and i can't i i tried i suck at doing makeup it's just not something i can do for myself i felt I felt like if I put it on, or if I didn't have it, I was ugly. But if I put it on, I was ugly because I didn't know how to do it correctly. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't know if I was going to leave the house with, with mascara all over my face um, and stuff like that. I always had someone else have to touch it up or check it. And my friends were always wanting to do my makeup. And I think that was a big part of it is everyone's like, oh, let me do your makeup. And I'm like, what? Mm -hmm. Am I ugly without it? Or, you know, <laughs> so it's it wasn't that they were trying to be mean and stuff like that. But those were some of the thoughts I had is like, why does everyone always want to do my makeup? Is this something that's fun for them or something that I need? Because I felt okay just being me without the makeup until the uh, things like that started to happen. And that's when I really started questioning myself 
and clothes, of course. I never, I still don't even wear what's popular because I don't know. I got to the point where I kind of just wore what was comfortable for me to wear, kind of like what you were saying. Once you got kind of comfortable with yourself, other people started to become uh, comfortable with you. Yeah, exactly. Because you know what, once you find out, once you just, you know, once you get to that point where you're comfortable with yourself, you start carrying yourself differently. And it's like you put off aura or something, you know, that people just Definitely. sense, they sense your self-confidence and it attracts them to you. Yeah. It's like, a, it's like a different energy level that you're, you're putting out into the world, a higher mm -hmm. vibration or however you want to say it. But yeah, for sure. In um, a big way, it's a lot like positive thinking. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> What about you, Meg? What do you think about that? So I agree with both of you. I um that's so funny that you say that about high school because I felt the same way. Like everybody, all the girls like had their little routines in the morning that would take like two hours. And I really tried it too. That's so funny. <laughs> and, um, you know, I did do a lot of Mary Kay stuff though when I was that age. Like I I was lucky to have gotten involved in that because I kind of learned like if I really did need to do something, I kind of knew, you know, if I needed to put on my blush, you know, to go to, to the through the cheek lines and then blot it and um, mascara. Yeah, I don't look at my eyes at all to put it on. I do it all by touch if I need to. And uh, you know, it sounds a little scary, but if you that's all you've ever done, it's just what you do. And then as far as um, dating people. You know, I, I definitely think what you said is true is that it's really important to know yourself too. Um, you know, to know who you are and what you want, what you expect in a relationship too. So, um, yeah. Yeah, that's all definitely true. Um, now I've talked to other blind women um, on, there's a, a online group I'm in. And I remember one day a woman asked, she said, at what point do you reveal to the man you're dating that you're blind? And I was really shocked when she said that um, because I don't hide my blindness. And I honestly don't know how you would go about hiding it. Um, but I think to try to hide your blindness is really doesn't make any sense because your blindness is such a huge part of you. And um, if you're not comfortable enough to share that part of yourself with somebody, then there's no hope for that relationship. You know what I mean? So I'm assuming she was doing like an online um, dating at that point <laughs> or something. I, no, I think what she did is I think she had partial vision and I think okay. she was going out like on well, like going out to well-lit places and stuff on dates and having problems like, cause she couldn't see very good. So she was stumbling and stuff like that and having little accidents and stuff. Oh, I've I actually know a lot of women who do yeah. this. I, I did it um, when, you know, a long time, I mean, it's been a while, obviously, but, you know, you go through, you know, anybody who is blind or has something different than, than other people around you, you know, it is a process that you have to go through and you do have to go through that. Some people are lucky enough to where they don't have to go through that stage of feeling like everyone's staring at you. So the least amount of things that you think you can do that would be different or I mean that would look the same and normal to everyone else you just do it and um but then again the things that you think are normal might not look normal to 
a person, you know, a sighted person anyway, that's, that's watching you in the world. Um, I also feel like, I mean, maybe we do get watched a lot, but I think everyone does. I think, you know, people, there's some people that just like to sit and stare at any, you know, any person and like, you know, look at what they're doing. So I had to get that through my head. Like, you know, that's normal. Um, you know, and yeah, I just have a king that I'm using, but, um, you just, like I said, you're like, we're all saying, you know, just getting to feel comfortable with who you are, um, and understanding why you need to do the things that you do, um, can really help you out in your life, not just in dating, but in everything. Yes. Cause that self-confidence that you can gain, I mean, it helps you in all areas of life. Yeah. Um, well, I, I feel like we've already had a really good discussion. Uh, <laughs> does anybody want to share any funny antidotes that they've experienced? When well, I, I want to ask you guys a question. Do you guys feel like it's different dating a sighted person as opposed to a blind person? What do oh, you think definitely. <laughs> I think so, too. And I, I know... Oh, go ahead, Kayla. I honestly can't answer that. I've, I've never dated anyone who is blind. I, there is, there is advantages, uh, to both and I think <laughs> disadvantages because it's different. Like, um, it's very different. Like having a sighted boyfriend, you know, you can always get a ride wherever you need to go. Um, they want to take, you know, it's not as much of a hassle to get the transportation to go places. But, um, on the other hand, you know, having a blind, um, a blind boyfriend who needs the transportation like you see like kind of what lengths they will go to you know <laughs> to try well, and hunt I, down. <laughs> I I find that having a blind boyfriend a lot of times we have the same interests you know what I mean like I like to go like not many of my sighted boyfriends have liked bowling but every one of my blind boyfriends have liked bowling pretty much you know what I mean so um, <laughs> I, I, I like the fact that my blind boyfriends and I have a lot of stuff in common where my sighted boyfriends and I, not so much. Usually they like my pretty face and they like hanging out with me because I'm fun to hang out with. But after a while, they get bored and they move on. You know what I mean? Oh, see, I just never had that experience. I mean, obviously, because I don't have a boyfriend right now. I've had, I, I have, but, um, you know, I, oh, that's interesting. Because I find that I have in common or, you know, a lot of interests in common with, with both. But like I said, there's, there's different things that are kind of, you know, whether you want to look at it e either way, you know, oh, sometimes it's a convenience and sometimes. I do feel like, like, um, I feel like, um, I don't know. Um, I feel like it's. I feel like um, like blind men understand me a little bit better than sighted men do. You know what I mean? I'm like, my boyfriend right now, he doesn't understand how I blow so much stuff off so easily. Like, because he's so he's sighted and so he's concerned about what's on TV all the time. And I just blow it off. You know what I mean? I got you. I think that's kind of a personality thing, though, as mm -hmm. well. Um, being able to just move on and, you know, that it may or may not have to do with your vision that's mm -hmm. just kind of a more you're a more go with the flow easy going not letting things affect you as much yeah. is what it sounds like rather than um 
yeah mm -hmm. and unfortunately, I think go ahead oh. well i was just gonna say unfortunately too um i was watching on tv you know it's it's the it's the person the the how people perceive blindness too so i think you know sometimes we meet these people that are sighted and they think how are these people doing this like how how can they even breathe basically or how can they feed themselves how can they live alone um and then you know it puts like this huge burden on them that they really don't need or need to have i mean you know obviously it's nice that they are thinking or you know they that they they care about you and that's the first step but you know then having to you know show people you know what you can do and what you're able to do you know i think that that kind of intimidates sighted people that's what i'm saying sometimes it intimidates them because um sometimes people look at at any person with a disability and they either go oh i want to take care of you or i don't want to have anything to do with this because they put this big you know montage yeah. What, one of my biggest pet peeves is when a man says, I want to take care of you. You know what I mean? Because if he's looking at me, when he first looks at me, if he thinks I want to take care of her, she's blind. That's the wrong reason to want to get in a relationship with this chick. You know what I mean? Because I take care of myself, plus many more. You know what I mean? I think there's a balance. Yeah, I think um, because I want somebody, I want a team player. I want someone that will you know if i make dinner they will help do the dishes like mm -hmm. you know i want so like i think there is a balance like i do kind of in a sense you know want that but i don't want to like lose what i have i guess is what you don't want to lose your independence yeah but i hey if if i have a sighted husband and i want i you know he's gonna go to the store i'm gonna figure out ways um you know to help out and i watch you know kayla do that with her husband because you know mm -hmm. she knows and not that i'm trying to put words in your mouth kayla but you're good. i look up to you like because kayla knows all this and so she does like you know things like as a team you know and and so does her husband you know they're like team they're a team and that's mm -hmm. kind and of i think where we want to be is oh yeah but we yeah. weren't all that way though we to be my husband all my husband also is sighted and as blind women we're not any less of wives than our sighted counterparts you know um well, we're able to be contributing members to marriage and the family just like our sighted counterparts in a relationship with our husbands and i find it really gratifying i mean my husband and i've been separated for a few years but we're still really good friends you know i think that's cool i think that's really good for your kids too but um yeah I, I'm glad that we talked about this, you know, because I really, I think a lot of people have preconceived notions and they think when you're blind that you can't hold up your end of the bargain in a dating relationship or in a marital relationship or in a spousal relationship or in a parenting relationship. You know what I mean? And that's just not true when you're blind. So. And I need to be honest that, yes, me and my husband now, we're a team and it works great but it has not always been that way. So I don't want people to think, oh, I'm gonna find this perfect guy, we're gonna be a perfect team and everything's gonna work out perfectly because that isn't the way it works. Um, I think we have part of it though, like, like what you guys did to you know make that happen, like that was teamwork. Like you were a team to show each other, like, you know, I'm not gonna put up with this or, you know, I will put up like, this is what I want. This is what I don't want. 
And yeah. I, so we set boundaries. I had to set boundaries that, um, yes, I will ask you when I want help. Don't just step in and start doing something for me. But mm -hmm. I don't, I'm that person, no matter what, I'm very independent. And I like mm -hmm. to do things on my own. I very rarely, unless I absolutely have to, I'll ask for help. And that was one of a thing that was a little bit of a struggle because he's like, well, I can, I can do it. I'm like, I know you can do it. And so can I. And mm -hmm. so now he's to the point where he'll kind of step back and he'll be like, just wait for me to ask for help. And I'm like, okay, I got this part. I need you to do this part. And we've been together for 15 years now. So it, you know, now it looks seamlessly. It's not always still today, but, um, it took a lot of work and a lot of give and take on both of our sides. And he had to learn to step back and I had to learn how to step back too, but we grew together. And I think that's the biggest thing. It wasn't just one or the other doing anything. We both came together and we did it together. We talked a lot um, once we went to counseling and figured out how to talk to each other. Um, so, I mean, it, it wasn't perfect. It was always perfect, but not perfect. You know what I mean? But nothing's yeah. perfect. Whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. So it's just, you have to have someone that wants to work on it with you and grow together, I think is the most important part of a relationship. And that communication and communication is really hard for a lot of people. And I oh, know it was key. Because you don't want the guy or the other significant other person to be upset with you. So, you know, like that's a, that's the thing too, like communication is good. And, you know, I had this boyfriend that would always do, like, he'd be like exactly what Kayla was saying. I'll do it. I'll do it. And um, this was kind of one of my first, you know, rodeos kind of, I guess you could say. And when we broke up. I didn't know how to do some of that stuff that I had him do. So, I, uh, you know, I, in my other relationships, that's when I realized, you know, and it's just kind of in how you go too. I mean, you know, we, you listen to all this advice, of course, but you know, you, you, you have to live it too, but, um, you know, it's just, that's, that's the thing. And, and I think what we're all, we're all on the right track here. I think we're all on the same page. Um, so have you ever been experienced online dating at all? I have not, but I have friends who. <laughs> Jimmy is like, yay. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm, like, I'm glad I, I, I'm glad I don't have to do it. It doesn't sound like fun. <laughs> well, the POF app is accessible. The Plenty of Fish app for the iPhone is accessible. And I have been using that. I got on that like over a year ago. I didn't really start using it a lot until last summer. And I met a great guy in November. Right. And, you know, the thing about POP that I really liked was because it was accessible, I was able to go on and put them basic information about myself and upload a picture. And then I was able to look at other profiles and get basic information. I didn't, obviously I couldn't see their pictures, but I wasn't really cared about what the guys looked like, you know, but it gave me, their profiles gave me enough basic information about them. So I knew if I was interested in checking them out and, you know, I met this guy in November and we've really hit it off. So, uh, did you put in your profile that you were blind or? No. That... And I never have, like, even when 
I usually be on chat lines and stuff. I never say, hey, by the way, I'm blind or, oh, hope this doesn't bother you, I'm blind. Because my blindness is actually, I think, um, one of my higher qualities. And so I figure if I'm telling people I'm blind, I'm bragging about myself because I'm proud of being blind. And so if I'm like, hey, I'm blind, that's like saying, hey, I'm smart. Hey, I'm beautiful. And <laughs> who wants to brag about themselves, right? So I just, I don't hide my blindness, but I also don't wear it on my sleeve like I'm bragging about it because it's just who I am. And it, to me, it's a really important part of who I am. Um, so yeah, I definitely don't hide it. Um, that's, that's a really good philosophy thing because um, we actually talked, we've talked about that a lot. Um, so you can say, I mean, some people, yeah, they agree with that. Um, and, you know, and I don't even know which way to go because, you know, would you put that, would you put that on your resume? I'm blind. No, you know, you don't need to. It's a characteristic mm -hmm. that defines or that doesn't define you as a person. Mm -hmm. But then again, you know, we put on our profiles, hey, I have brown hair, uh, brown eyes. Um, uh, do you put that on your profile or is it just in your photograph? I put it on my profile. Well, I mean, okay, so I'm not really an, I can't really say that I do this because I'm, I haven't really explored the online dating, but if I were to do that, I think I would. So um, let me tell you, Meg, on the profiles on online dating, it asks you like your name, your gender, your age, um, what you're looking for, what your interests are. It's Maybe what your occupation is. <laughs> I, I, I've been on some of these sorts of things where they ask you what your um, income range is so they can match you up with people of a similar income range, you know? Though it's those sorts of basic questions. It's not like you go in and you enter a whole bunch of information about yourself. I mean, there's a, an area where you can enter like more information about your hobbies and interests, but I just feel like to put it there, oh, and by the way, I'm blind. <laughs> No, I, I agree with you. I mean, there's no, yeah. there's no right or wrong answer to this. Like, um, yeah. So, um, I don't know, because like I said, I haven't really delved into that. I, I've just been so crazy busy with everything I figured, you know, but it's something that I definitely have, you know, looked into and I haven't really tried it though, but I know other people who have, and they've had really good success. So well, I definitely don't hide my blindness. It's all over my Facebook profile. Anybody who's friends with me on Facebook knows I'm blind because all the blind groups I'm Becca, in. Becca, you're blind? I didn't know that. <laughs> 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 but, yeah. I just, like I said, I feel like embracing that the truth about myself has made me stronger. So. Yeah, definitely. I, I totally, um, I've watched your videos for a long time, Becca. I think you do really, I, I mean, I learn a lot from you, so. Um, I think this is really cool that we get to even be a part of this too. So, so. Meg, I can't wait to come to your grand opening. <laughs> I'm excited. Do you guys even understand how much I want a caramel macchiato right now? <laughs> oh, you're doing um, Starbucks? I'm not. And well, actually I probably am. I just, I think it barely opened. And you know, once you become a barista yourself, only yours are good to you. It's like, I could go get a caramel macchiato, but I can tell every time they mess it up or if they do something cheap, if they cheat me out of a, you know, a squirt of syrup, I know. <laughs> I used to drink the iced caramel macchiato from Starbucks, but now I drink Dutch Brothers. <laughs> oh, I love Dutch Brothers too. I really do. I'm, I'm not even going to be ashamed to say it. I, and you know what else is really good? Dunkin' Donuts, caramel macchiatos. Uh, oh, really? 
Yeah, I'm, they have a really good one. Yeah, don't you guys love Bosa Donuts? Bosa? Oh, oh my gosh. Um, we have a tandem bike, and so we would take the kids, they'd ride their bikes, and we'd ride our tandem bike, and we'd go to Bosa Donuts and get donuts. Mm -hmm. And uh, Jonah likes to hold the, he'll open the door for everybody who comes in. Uh, <laughs> it's so funny. I love Bosa Donuts. They're like, it's like a cake donut. It's just like, it makes you just want to cry when you think about them. You guys, would, you guys would hate me if I told you what happens in this house every single day. Okay, I'm going to tell you. Every single morning, my sister and I get up at like three or four, right? We're early risers. And my boyfriend stays in bed till, I don't know, seven or eight or later when he's not working, which he's not working right now. Um, but my sister loads all three of the dogs in the car. They go to Dutch Brothers and get pup cups for the dogs. And she gets her drink and my drink. And they go to Bosa Donuts and get donuts. And they come home, and like it's a it's a morning it's a daily ritual for the dogs. They like, like, they're like, you know, they're smiling, ready to go, and they're right by the garage door, right? And and like the people at Dutch Brothers, they know us and our dogs, and the people at Bosa know us and our dogs, and I don't know, it's great. That's so cool. I guess I'll, I know where I'm going to be coming to hang out if I ever want to go hang out somewhere. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh we had we had a barbecue here last saturday it was great oh that's so cool i wanted to let you guys know too i know if if i talk too much about the nfb just let me know we can talk about that but during it's impossible to talk too much about the nfb <laughs> well thanks because i just wanted to let you guys know and you guys are more than welcome to come over if you want but during the um, national convention, it's going to be virtual too. So I was thinking so that we would not have to be watching the convention alone. Um, I was going to hook up the iPad to the TV and we could, you know, um, obviously I'd have to like um, figure out, you know, it couldn't be like 20 to 30 people. We still have to kind of social distance, but since it's four days of fun, you know, we could, you know, switch it up and, you know. Are you saying, Kayla and I could come to your house and we sure. could watch it together? Cool. Oh, Angie, that would be the bomb. That would be so cool. Yeah. yeah that would be sure. on her big. Are they doing mostly audio or is it going to be video as well? Oh, wait. Wait, wait. I can't because in July, since we're not going to the convention, Brandon and I and some other people are going to Montana to do research for our movie. Oh, cool. Oh, so. But if it's like, if it's something streamed before the, those dates, we could do it, you know? Well, we could watch the talent show together. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Okay, all right, that sounds good. So uh, back to your question, Kayla, I believe it will be some videos. I'm not exactly sure how they're gonna do it yet. Um, they're looking into different platforms to use and uh, on the presidential release, they tried the uh, Zoom polls to see how the voting, or you know, how voting worked. So um, I believe it'll be kind of like this, but um, when I've noticed on the NFB stuff, like it's not showing people's faces a lot. Um, yeah, and uh, I, I noticed a lot of people had their cameras off. So that's yeah. kind of, oh, maybe we just can hook it up. It might be better just to hook it up to a speaker rather than a TV. Oh, I see what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Huh? And then you can watch it together. I love that idea. Watching it. Right? I think that would be cool. Yep. And then they're doing door prizes too. So if you're listening, 
um, I don't know how they're going to like know that you're listening or, you know, you can push the right hand raise or what. I don't know how they're going to do that yet, but they're going to be sending out door prices and it sounds like it's mostly going to be cash. So mm-hmm. I like cash. Cash got- for listening. Can we just PayPal it to us? Uh, I don't know how they're going to do it yet. They might even mail it. I don't know. Oh, I see what you mean because it's cash. What, what was um, the date of the talent show again, Meg? Um, it's for the, the National Federation of the Blind of Arizona. It's our state one. I'm sure they're going to be doing a national one, too. I don't know the name of it yet, but I'll get you all the information. What is the date of the talent show that you wanted us to come over and take part in? It will be at the end of August, I believe. It's in August? Okay. No, I think, no, I think it's in June. For for the Arizona one? Yes. Oh. Yeah, we have to have our submissions in by May 30th. I thought it was going to be during the state convention. The talent show, I thought it was this, during the state convention. No, this not is going to be something different. It's something totally different. It's not going to be during the state convention. Yeah, okay. it's just something fun. We haven't done this kind of thing in a long time. Or, you know, we're just trying to get everyone together and just kind of do something fun virtually. Yeah, they talked about it on the call last night. So. Oh, you were on that? Okay. Yeah, I was for a little bit. Cool. I didn't catch the whole thing. I was late getting there. So. I'm excited. We're gonna were you there, Meg? No. There were a lot of people on there when I got on. So. Oh. Very cool. Jordan was on there, and um, Colin was on there, and um, several of several other people. Um, I think yeah, Jenny was on there. Um, lots of people were on there. Very cool. Yeah, it's during my craft meeting, so I can't do both, and I can't do that at the same time. So. Why? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone who is who wants to can come to the the NFB craft meeting on Monday nights. So you don't have to be a member to attend the the Monday night meetings. So is that have, a Zoom thing? Um, it, there's a phone number. I can get it, so it, we can put it in the notes below. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great because then when Brandon posts this video on Friday, like if you provide that information and make him provide the other information, then it can all be. And I will put the information for the uh, state convention or I mean the national convention registration because it's um, it's free this year. So um, we I can no, give you. I, I already registered and paid. Do I need to re-register? No, no, you're good, and they should be calling you back to see. Um, you know, if you when you're wanting your money or how you want your money back, or if you want. Oh, to I didn't know they were giving refunds. I wasn't even gonna expect. Yeah. A oh, that's nice. Well, you could donate it too. I know some people yeah, are. That's what I that. figured. I do. It was, you know. That's really nice. Thanks. Um, cool. Um, but yeah, I'll give you guys all that information too for national, and then when we get our state uh, going, I'll give you that too for the convention signups. Thanks. So the crafters division asked me to run for office. Oh, that's so cool. I'm not gonna. (laughs) Like a board? So because because I just want to be a board member because I've never served on anything like this before. So Mm -hmm. I feel more comfortable starting as a board member, but the board member positions aren't available till next year. They'll be voting on those. Um, so right now it's like president and vice president and I'm like, oh no, I can't do that yet. But, um, maybe next year I'll get on as a board member and start. I think that's so cool. That is very cool to get, um, 
That is so cool. Yeah, I felt honored. I didn't, I didn't, something I thought about really. And for them to come to me and be like, hey, you know, your name came up when we were talking about it. Are you interested? And I felt kind of bad. I'm like, no, because I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> but um, I told them I would, I would like to be a board member. Maybe next year um, we'll do, I'll, I'll run for a board member. I think that's really cool. Congratulations. Yeah, that's Thanks. awesome. You're such a crafty person, Kayla, and they saw that. <laughs> Thank you. Well, so remember I, what you did with the origami frog? Huh? Amazing. Remember your origami frog? You're very crafty, like I said. <laughs> that was pretty amazing, like, and you just yeah. did it like, like, it's just no problem, and you just make this little leg here, and then you pull yeah, this <laughs> What? Yeah, but I'd done it like 50 times before that in practice. So it's uh, not like I did it only once and then, you know, I practiced. I, I worked on it. So You worked it? <laughs> I worked it. I worked that frog. <laughs> well, it was a splendid presentation. And I think everybody who walked by really enjoyed it. Thank you. Yeah, it's really cool. They started like a book, a book club. Um, so once a month we uh, read a book that is like craft related. And so that's really cool because I end up reading books that I wouldn't have thought of to read even. Uh -huh. and, so this, and that's like a new thing they just started um, last month. So, but the book we're reading this month is, um, I can't remember what it's called, but it's about how they made quilts. Um, and they used them for the under, uh, Underground Railroad when um, slaves were um, escaping and stuff. And they used the quilts to show them where, it was kind of like a map that would show them where they could go that way. So I thought that was really cool and I would have never picked up the book and read it. So I'm really glad I did. What was um, the book called? Um, it is, I don't know. I'll have to look it up. Give me a second. <laughs> um, now, is that the crafters division of the NFB that you're talking about? Correct. Yes. So can you tell our viewers how they can get information on all the various divisions of the NFB so they can go on and see if there may be a division they can join in order to participate? I mean, is there like a list of all the different divisions that are available? There is. It's um, and I I don't know if you if you know Kayla. That's great. I didn't mean to step in on. on no, your... I, don't, I don't. Go ahead. Okay, so you would go to um www.nfb.org all lowercase, and then um it's a pretty easy site to navigate, and you can type in um you know list of divisions, and it'll pull up um all the lists or the divisions that. Uh, are throughout the country so and I'm not exactly like I'm hesitating because I I know it's there I just I don't know exactly where to tell you where it's at so just do a search for it and you'll be able to find it so that also, would be if you go on the um, the NFB and you type in the the different mailing lists there's a list of the mailing lists that come up and you can see what uh, mailing list would be of interest to you and that's really where all the divisions are too that's some great information, and then people could get involved that way, too. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Especially now, it's like a really good time. We're doing some good advertising. We didn't even know, like, you know, we didn't even know how popular it was going to be, so we're doing this. Um, so the name of that book is called Hidden in Plain View. 
Okay. Do you know who the author is? This it's uh, the hidden quilts of the underwear underground railroad, and it's on Bard. Oh, perfect. All the try to find to that we've read so far have been on Bard, and um, like one of the rules is if we have to purchase it from like Amazon or one of those services, it can't be more than like a dollar or two. Um, but there's a lot of good craft books on Bard that I think we're going to be able to go through that for a while. Oh. Bookshare has them too, don't they? Are you guys on Bookshare yeah. at all? Yeah, Bookshare does, but not everyone has a Bookshare account. Okay. You know, ladies, one of these days, maybe we should do an episode talking about Bookshare and Bard and the other reading services that are available so that our viewers can get as much information as possible as to what reading services are available and how to yeah, get access. That'd be cool, yeah. Okay. I um I went to this um Zoom meeting today for uh low vision uh the um oh Dr. Moon. Oh yeah. Do you Stop. know what she has a um low vision viewfinders, low vision center? Mm -hmm. Um there's one in Mason. I think there's one in Sun City. I want to say the other one is, but they did a a Zoom meeting about this new product. It's called a Aura Cam, and um, it's like a pen. It's the size of a marker, and it it can read text that it's like. So it has a laser that does a block, and the closer you put, the smaller the block is, and the further you take it away, the bigger the block is and it can capture text and then it reads it out to you but it's like really really seamless like it was really quick in the demonstration and they said they could get, um hold it up and read a, cam a menu like 15 feet away um and i thought that was really cool the only thing is you have to have some site to use it because you have to be able to see where that laser block is but i've not heard it i thought it was really cool i've not heard of it before you said it's oh, Sorry. I'm sorry, did you say it's the size of an ink pen? Yeah, like a, a marker, yeah. Oh. I think it's fatter than an ink pen, more like a marker size. Okay. And it has, um, that has a 13 megapixel camera on it. What is it called exactly? Or a, it's called or, the or, or cam. Yeah, oh, the or, or cam, I've heard of that. Yeah. So it's a Aura cam reader. So it's just the reader. I guess they have other devices that you can put on your glasses and it's the camera and it'll yeah, tell you. It can too. identify faces and yeah. stuff like that. Mm -hmm. They didn't, they did, I wish, I hope they review that one because that sounded way more interesting to me. But this sounded really cool and they were saying for people with reading disabilities like dyslexia and stuff like that, it's really good for them as oh. well as vision. There are people who um, get dizzy when they read and stuff like that. But it just, it was, it was pretty interesting. That is super cool. Um, I think that's the newer one that they came out with, right? The pen? Yeah, it just barely came out, I think, in the last month or so. Okay. Yeah, then I haven't seen the pen one, but I've heard of the Orcam, the glasses one. Yeah, I've heard of that too, but I, yeah, I, I should check out that pen. That's cool. And the glasses do the same thing, it sounds like, except you have to wear the glasses. And I don't know if the pen, I, 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 the pen doesn't do facial recognition, right? No, just text. So the glasses. But the pen was like almost two thousand dollars, so I can imagine how oh, much yeah, the, the pen is two thousand dollars. 
I don't need, the, I don't care about the facial recognition, but the ability to read signs and menus and stuff so seamlessly just is so appealing to me, my goodness. Yeah. I think that like being in an office setting like I used to be in and people would come in and see me, it would be nice to know, um, to be able to look up and have it say, oh, this is Jan or whatever, just to make it, you, you know, a little easier. A little less awkward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little less awkward. <laughs> like in that aspect, that's where, when I, what I thought, I'm like, oh my gosh, I used to have people come in all the time. That would have been so nice to know who I was going to be talking to when I said hello. You know, I'm like, they get, they have it. I have a disadvantage here. <laughs> and then they'd be like, oh, guess. And I'm like, oh, I hate this game. Just tell me who you are. Yeah. <laughs> funny <laughs> well ladies do you guys have anything else you'd like to share today um I do have a funny story I wanted to tell you about um from when me and my husband were dating okay um so there used to be a bookstore down on um on mill and it was a two-story bookstore and it was it was kind of ghetto like the the elevator was really dark and um we were going down on the elevator and I didn't have a cane. I didn't use my cane yet at this point. <laughs> and so um, we get in the elevator and you know how like when you're going, you're starting to go down in an elevator, you jump and you feel like you're floating for a second before your feet hit the ground again. So I tell him to jump and he replies, how high? And I reply, you should know. And at this point, I hear a voice laughing directly in front of me about waist high, maybe a little bit higher than a little more than waist high. Definitely not growing up that laugh height. So um, the doors. But a grown up voice, right? <laughs> yeah. So the doors open, and we get off, and he's like, "Do you realize you just told a guy in a wheelchair to jump?" Because <laughs> you were looking directly at him when you said jump. <laughs> That's why he was laughing. <laughs> it's, it's nice to see that yeah. he had a good sense of humor, the guy in the wheelchair. Yeah, I just, like, he went with it, like, like, I wouldn't have ever, you know, like, we were just so quick back and forth that this guy thought we were hilarious. Mm -hmm. He didn't, he never knew I couldn't see that he was there. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it was pretty funny. I have lots of moments of saying the most inappropriate thing in front of people I don't realize are there, so. <laughs> OMG, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> so. Then I done that. Yeah. That's the t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was, that was pretty funny. Anyways. Well, thank you, um, you guys, for for letting me hang out with you today. Yeah, thanks for uh, hanging out. I love it every time. Every so, time. Meg, were you saying that that when you were when we were talking about the talent show, were you talking about us getting together at your house and social distancing and watching it? We could. That sounds fabulous. Okay, let's and do it. Awesome. That would be kind of fun. Yeah. Okay, great. So should we wrap up the show, guys? Sure. Okay. Thank you for joining us today on Becca's World. I'm your host, Blind Becca. We hope you enjoyed today's 
show, please like, share, and hit the subscribe button. Peace out. Thank you for watching Becca's World. Please like, share, and subscribe to my channel.